This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. In the second hour of the show, we'll spend some time speaking to Philippa again. She's founder of Recruit My Mom. Or end of the line, we'll get to her in a jiffy. But also, we'll touch on issues of the national minimum wave, a wage, uh, rather. And then also, uh, we'll look at uh, the Beyond the Cost report, the cost of job hunting in South Africa. It's something we don't speak about often. Uh, that you know, looking for a job not only is it emotionally and I think uh, you know cognitively laborious, it's also just expensive. You know, and uh, we'll be touching uh, on you that with youth capital and then we'll spend some time touching on the 2023 nhi funding and the macro implications there with fti consulting lines are open on 0861987000 if you'd like to speak to us or engage us on any of the issues that we have going tonight but like i said philippa geard is on the line to have a conversation with us she is the founder of recruit my mom and it's we're basically touching on the working woman research report uh there and that report shows uh, that, uh, you know, underutilized skilled female talent could address the country's uh, skills shortages. Um, and while many of us might think, well, of course, you know, uh, Philip has really got in and they've done some research and we'd like to touch on this study. Philippa, good evening. Thank you for your time. Hi, Nalatanda. Thank you for having me. Fantastic. Philippa, let's talk about uh, maybe this uh, research and why uh, you and the people at Recruit uh, My Mom uh, decided uh, to embark on the study. Yeah, so we we were noticing um, the effects of economic conditions, particularly on women, given the market that we we're in, and changing work arrangements in South Africa. And so we really wanted to get some data, local data, around um, what is happening with women, particularly in the workspace, and how we could assist business to think about um, the economy and talent planning going forward. And so that's why we embarked on it. I mean, there are some very important outcomes here, Philip, and I don't know if we'll have time to speak of all of them. But I think uh, for me, I think it's important to note, first of all, that women do outpace men in educational qualifications. However, this doesn't quite uh, show up in how women are promoted in their careers. Yeah, so the context of this report is really important in Mm. South Africa because, as you say, there are more females entering and graduating from uh, tertiary institutions, more women entering the workforce, and still only a very small percentage of them in executive and senior leadership positions. And this is not sustainable for us long-term as a, as a country. You know, if, if the reality is, is that they are going to continue to have more women entering the workplace that are educated, business really needs to sit up and take note of how they retain and attract this talent in the long run. I'm actually going to also get uh, some more of the insights that come out there. Uh, you know, uh, women and their aspirations. Uh, Philippa, why aren't women uh, being promoted uh, and also women seeking, uh, you know, alternative employment? Uh, why are women out there uh, putting themselves out there more? Yeah, it's again, the research has been very interesting. You know, 92% of women want to work and 78% of women aspire to grow. Um, and yet uh, 45% of women that are currently in jobs are looking for 
alternative work, which means they're, they're currently not happy. And, and when you dig into the research as to why, you've got the skilled workforce that wants to work, they're aspirational, yet they're not happy. What we start to see is, is that there's some real barriers to career growth that were identified by, by the woman. Um, one largely being into lack of internal opportunities, things like networking and mentoring, uh, gender pay gaps being another barrier to entry, and then inflexible work policies that are just not allowing women to be able to fully uh, manage both the, the household demands plus their career demands. So, you know, you've got 43% of all mothers in South Africa being single, more female-headed households in South Africa than male-headed households. So, and 80% of the women that we um, researched have got dependents. And so you've got a big financial burden on women, but you've still got a care, and I hate to call it a burden because mm. most women will do it happily, but you've got a care need that, that they need to carry. And so what the research shows is, is, is that they're wanting to largely work full-time, particularly as single mothers. But what they're asking for is is can we take down some of the barriers to our career growth and can we work in a hybrid manner rather than calling us all back into office? It's very, very uh, surprising that the world still works this way, Philippa. I think it sounds like we've been, we've been trying to advocate for uh, all of this to be different for so long. And then along came COVID-19. And of course, like you're saying, hybrid working became a reality. Technology has really enabled uh, all of it. Uh, you know, we know uh, there's countless apps and opportunities and ways in which this can become a reality. Do we know why it's just not happening for women like uh, they're asking? There's a couple of reasons. Um, One of them largely is the inability um, of some companies to be able to manage productivity. Mm. And so there is a perception that if people are working from home, that they're not working. But, you know, again, there's so much technology out there that can monitor and measure productivity that for me, that's not really a reason. Even when we asked about load shedding, you know, people say, yes, but we needed to bring people back into office because of load shedding. 60% of the people that we interviewed said they have contingency plans to enable them to work. And and what the research is saying is is that 33% are saying, yes, they prefer to work um, remotely. But 59% are saying, we're happy to work in office, but please give us opportunities to work from home when we need to or can in a more hybrid manner. And I think that's a reasonable request, mm. given um, you know, given the load that are on mothers, and and this is really um, we hoped you know a report that will make business realise you you have got a female workforce that is growing enormously, and there has to be a way of enabling these women to be able to get through the years where they need to take career pauses in order to get to the next level so that you can grow the talent into your senior managers and your executives because that's your future talent pool. And so, we, you know, the idea of the report is to say, here's a whole lot of strategies and ideas and guidelines that will enable you to think into the future about this growing female workforce and how you need to help them. Because what we've noted is is, is what we call the missing rung in the ladder, mm-hmm. which is, is you get the women into entry level and, and mid kind of level, and then they start to fall off. They lose the promotions or they, you know, they, they take their gaps and they just don't quite get back onto the ladder. 
And we're saying, okay, business has a whole lot of ideas on how you can retain them on the ladder through these years. I want to also touch on that issue of uh, career pauses. This is an important one. I guess a woman more prone to, uh, to pauses uh, than uh, men. I don't have the research on how many men take mm, career pauses, but we do know that um, half of women will take a career pause, and they for different level, different reasons, largely motherhood, but also um, you know mental well-being or study or needing to look after other family members. But 95% of the military come back to work, work, mm. and want to work, and so. Again, we're trying to destigmatize career pauses, particularly for women, to say instead of seeing it as a problem, see it as an opportunity to be able to help women get through these career pauses because they're going to come back and you want them to go all the way through to senior levels. So work with them, you know, it, it creates what we're calling a, um, an inclusive flexibility policy that works that works for business works for the mom so all the you know the woman if she's studying or whatever her reasons are for for taking a pause and and help her i also want to uh, touch on you know the stigma around working moms uh you know in my mind philippa the conversations we've always had and could be bright speak but it was always assumed that mothers would have uh you know split priorities unable uh to uh, rationally think things through but of course you work with moms every single day and we know that's just not true absolutely and we know that's not true we know that they're um you know that's why we started recruit my mom because i think they make some of the best employees ever they're very dedicated to what they do um so they're dedicated to their children but they're also dedicated to their careers and you're like well how does that work well it does um because so many of them are the breadwinners in the home or financially contributing to their families that you know they they want to have children they want to raise children but they also want a career and this isn't about women want it all it's what do women need in order to flourish so that as an economy, we can retain and attract these skills so that the whole economy benefits from these skills rather than losing them. I must also ask you, I think of an important one here is the issue of money, uh, packages, mm. uh, benefits. It's an important uh, one, Philippa. I know that in my 30s, I want a little bit more than I did in my 20s. There are things I didn't really uh, care for in my 20s that are absolutely are uh, deal breakers now. And I think in the next few years, that will also be something uh, that I'm thinking about. And that's an important part as women are growing their careers, they're going to want more. Yeah, abs- yeah, that's true. And and in the report, um, which you know anybody can download from our site, we look at the top of peeling factors when looking for a job, and also what benefits um, people are looking for when they're um, you know in a job. And what's interesting is is salary bonuses. You know that's important across age group. It doesn't matter who you are. That that is important. Um, but then the, the flexibility option comes up, but also important things like medical aid contribution or pension fund and provident fund, training and development. Um, so you're right. Depending on the stages that people go through, their needs change. And, and again, that's about dialogue. It's what stage do I need to help you through in order to retain your skills so that I can keep you in my company or keep you in your career because we don't want to lose these valuable skills, knowing that so many of these women are so highly educated. 
And we are out of time, Philippa, but before I let you go, I think just to let the listener know where they can find uh, that report, uh, should they be keen uh, to dig deeper? Yes, sure. It's on uh, the website, which is www.recruitmymom.co.za. And on the homepage, there is um, a place which is called the Working Woman in South Africa Report 2024. And you just follow the link and it'll take you to a download for the full report. Fantastic, Philippa. Thank you so much for speaking to us this evening. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Nola Chanda. I appreciate it. Fantastic. Oh, wow. That is Philippa Geard. She is CEO at Recruit My Mom there. And I think really helping us work through many weird stereotypes we have about women, right? Uh, moms want to work. They want to make their own money. Uh, you know, a lot of them are financially supporting themselves and a dependence that could be, uh, you know, in the form of children. It could be extended family. It could even be a partner. Um, and, you know, this the misconception that women don't want to work and they want handouts, whatever the case may be, uh, not proving to uh, hold water. Even the issue of education, it's very, uh, I think, obvious that a woman would be uh, a majority of the graduates that we see coming out of South Africa and then absolutely disappointing and shocking that the economic opportunities wouldn't match uh, that, uh, you know, that that reality uh, for us. But I think a very, very important study as she's doing, she's done there uh, to really help us understand what's really happening uh, in uh, the marketplace for women. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.